0: Quick reminder to all the dirt balls, if you want two Dirty Sports koozies for free, that's right, at zero money down, just drop an iTunes review. Drop your Twitter or Instagram handle or email me at andyruther45 at gmail.com. That way I can get your address and I can get those koozies out to you. I have plenty of stamps, plenty of koozies, and I have plenty of time. So get those iTunes reviews in if you have an old one update it with the new one, get two free koozies. That's simple. Just leave your iTunes or Instagram handle in the review or email me at andyreuther45gmail.com and show me you left the review. All right, guys, let's start the show.
1: Welcome to Sports Podcast. I said welcome to, to, the dirty sports podcast with Andy Ruther, and Joe Prano. Welcome to Welcome to the Sports Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray now.
1: Good morning, Andy.
0: Hey, man, we uh, we're doing it. We're back again.
1: We're doing it. What uh, What's new in Rutherland? Dude, it's the same old shit. Uh, with Family
0: Friday night family all day saturday at the pool till saturday night yesterday i don't know what i did outside of like nba stuff yeah what's new in your
1: land not a whole lot you know a couple couple days off finally after uh after doing some shows uh some show friday at flappers comedy clubs back open in los angeles which is nice and then uh just chilling, watching sports.
0: Yeah, man. These, uh, these NBA playoffs have really taken a turn, and uh, the Ruther are cursed. You thought it was dead.
1: Uh, I never thought it was dead. You, who thought it was dead? <laughs> I did. You no think, one else thought it was dead.
0: You think it's dead, and I go on last episode, and I say, Nets win game three bucks, win game four nets, close it out at home. Game five.
1: I can't be closer than two, two.
0: I am a hundred percent wrong.
1: Yep. And not only that,
0: my curse has affected the health.
1: of Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I can't believe it wasn't, I can't believe it didn't show up on Twitter. Like, Kyrie Irving coming down, and instead of Giannis's foot, just Andy Reuther's face right under his ankle. Whoop! <laughs> Whoop! Out. You know, uh, listen, they were obviously playing, they beat him in game three. Uh, we talked, I talked about it last episode, and everybody's like, this Bucks offense, this Bucks offense, what's going on with the Bucks offense? And it's like, I said it and th- they did exactly what I said in game three, which is they win a 86 83 game. Um, I know the Bucs had one of the highest scoring offenses in however long and, you know, 120 points a game, but it's the playoffs and that's not how you win playoff basketball. And so they come out and they play a defensive game and they get a win. Obviously, yesterday the story is Kyrie Irving going down. Now it's just Kevin Durant. No Harden, no Irving. P.J. Tucker Tucker putting the clamps on uh, K.D. a little bit. And K.D. now getting to be, you know, the lone superstar on a team.
0: Yeah, he's never had that, ever.
1: Ever, right. Not Not in OKC, not obviously in Golden State, obviously not the Nets super team, the second super team he's put together. And uh, here he is, potentially having to do it on his own.
0: And they got their ass kicked when he had to do it on his own. I, look, right. it's, one, it's one game, but, you know, it's not easy when you have to put the whole team on your back in the playoffs against a good team. And regardless, it doesn't look good for them right now. The Nets. I mean –
1: An ankle, like ankle injuries, those aren't. Well, he left in a walking boot and on crutches, so that. Yeah,
0: but not only that, like any, when you turn your ankle, you know, to me, that you know, I'm obviously not a doctor, but like that's a minimum 10 day window to get back to a good healthy percentage. They don't have 10 days.
1: Right. I mean, I, obviously the question now becomes what's up with James Harden is James Harden back before Kyrie's back. And I think that they absolutely need him back. Um, you know, I thought having Harden out was going to be a lot worse for them before the Kyrie injury. They obviously come out, they win two games and you know, they kind of blow the bucks out. Now, obviously listen, it's the NBA playoffs. They get to at home, the Bucks get to at home. And th- I mean, that's how these are set up to go. Um, you're not you're you're in essence supposed to be somebody's supposed to be down two zero, um But, uh, you know, the the way they blew them out in those first two games. And I said it yesterday and somebody said I said, am I crazy or has there been more blowouts in this NBA playoffs? And it, it really feels like to me, a blowout in playoff basketball, a 15 point game uh, is a blowout. I feel like through two, you know, not even two full rounds yet we have a lot of games, even, even in close series where they're going back and forth. It's like everybody's winning games by 15 points. And that feels really weird to me, but, um, uh, you know, again, this, I thought, I thought the nets were going to be worse off without Harden. Um, so now they're, they desperately, if Kyrie is going to be out, need him to come back because the criticism of Kevin Durant in terms of. He's always been a walking bucket and he is a great scorer and he's, you know, arguably the most versatile scorer ever. I think he might be the most elite scorer we've ever seen, but he is not a facilitator and they need that. And he's yeah. never, and he's never, he's never been, he's never had to be. Um, It's just not, you know,
0: he's not, not his game. He's it's not, not his game.
1: He's not the guy who's getting the rest of the, He's a scorer. He's a pure scorer and he does a lot of other things. You know, he plays great defense. He, you know, is, is fine in building an offense around him because it frees up a lot of guys when you have to, when you have to stop Kevin Durant, but he's not a facilitator himself and they absolutely are in trouble if they don't have Harden come back now. Uh, Kyrie not a facilitator either in my opinion but at least you know more so than Kevin Durant like you can ask him to do that he is a guard he is a guy that's you know creates off the dribble and and can pass a little bit like to me if if it's if it's Kevin Durant and the Nets it's not gonna it's not gonna go well for them
0: well, the other guys would just have to really, really step it up. I mean, and they're not right now. The the Joe Harris's in the team would have to just start hitting all their threes. And when it doesn't happen, like yesterday, it's not a game. You know, they cut it to he was going to, you know, Nash was going to call the troops in. Right. Right late in the game and they cut the 19 point lead to 13 and then it just went right back like it never got closer in the fourth quarter and i don't know man like like it's it's i'm kind of looking long term right now it's just interesting how these things are playing out with we talk about it all the time of course with legacies and when you take a deep look you, I think it is important discussion that he's never had to do it on his own. And now he's finally in that position.
1: And listen, and, there's no, like in reality, there's nobody, no such thing yeah, as I, doing it on your own. I agree. He's not going out there playing, but the point of it is, is like, not having even somebody who's a pseudo star sure. that's out on the court with you in You're any fucked. sense. You're fucked. Yeah. You're like, listen, there's not, there's not a whole lot of people besides LeBron James who have had like somewhat success doing it without, you know, at least another really, really, really good player.
0: I mean, all the greats. Jordan didn't do it until Pippen got there. Bird always had a cast with him. Magic Johnson always had a cast with him.
1: You but know. yeah, even like, listen, even even guys just making little deep playoff runs, like obviously winning championships, you need a team. But but. It's tough in the NBA to, you know, make a deep playoff run unless you're kind of stacked. Look at and, Jokic. Look at Denver. Yeah.
0: I mean, Jamal Murray goes down. They play fine. They actually played well. Those last 17, 18 games of the regular season, they play well in the first round. Then look what happens. Yeah. they get, They basically got destroyed in four games.
1: Right. And listen, I'm, you know, we can criticize that, that the Denver performance all we want, but I really think that. Phoenix is just feeling themselves. Like I, I, I think that they're just tough to beat right now, and this momentum that they have is, you know, you can feel it. And Denver played fine, but in the end, just didn't have the firepower to keep up with a team that's. I mean, there you go. You look at it; it's like people don't want to say because of the way teams get created these days. But like Devin Booker has been a star for a while. Now, he's quietly been a star in Phoenix, and they don't get all that attention because they're not very good. But, I mean, he's had 50-point games. He's had massive scoring streaks. 70-point game. Yeah, he's been, he's been a star in Phoenix. You add Chris Paul, you have two stars. Like, I know, uh, you know, we go around the league and we're like... This, this guy had to join another star and this guy had to join a super team and this guy had to whatever. It's like that's the name of the game is put a couple really great players together. You have a young star in Booker and you have an old star in Chris Paul in the same backcourt.
0: Well, again, if you're and a –
1: What did they go, 37 and 34 yesterday?
0: Yeah, if you're a you know a student of the history of basketball, there's literally no team making deep runs without multiple stars or guys that were stars that are maybe older savvy vets. It just it doesn't you're not making the the Western or Eastern Conference Finals let alone the NBA Finals if you don't have a couple guys. It's it's that simple. I mean, super teams really have been around forever. Whether they were drafted into a super team or free agency moves, whatever it is, super teams have been around forever. This is nothing new. This is nothing recent. It's not a 10 year window bias that we have. I don't know how many times you and I are going to say this in the show. It's not new. And if you think that you're factually incorrect, right. And
1: you're 100- a hundred. And, 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 you know, people that, I mean, the criticism is always like, well, you know, what's new is guys forcing themselves into these. And it's like, that's not even new. I mean, you look at, you look at the the Celtics big three. Kevin Garnett denied a trade to Boston. He didn't want to go to Boston. He had been in Minnesota and he wanted to go somewhere warm. He wanted to go to a warm weather city. He was done with the cold. But then Boston gets Ray Allen and now he waves his no trade clause to Boston. It's like this is him going, Oh, well, I mean, if they're making a super team, then I'll join. Sure. So it's like, oh, I knew when Boston, it all happened via trade. It's like, well, one guy had a no trade clause and, and, and literally said, I'm not going to Boston until they started putting the other super team. And he's like, no, oh, I'll join a super team.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it really isn't, is not anything new. And, and and,
1: I mean, you go back to Jordan and Pippen and Rodman, they had to, they had to ask, you mean, you watch the last dance Had to ask permission from those guys. We're going to go get the guy that you hate the most. Are you okay with that? And Jordan and Pippen said, yeah, of course we're okay with having another star on this team. Yeah. Of course we are.
0: Well, Phoenix really is on a roll. They've won seven in a row now. Also, we've talked about, you know, their team. What about the nut? Their team nut, whatever you want to call them. We had we had joked about you know Cliff Paul being MIA. He's back, and he came back about a week ago in the commercials. And I'm just saying, if it, you know Chris Paul's brother Cliff, is that his brother?
1: I assume it's supposed to be his brother. I'm just yeah. saying
0: the Cliff Paul bump is real as well. He's yeah. back in this. I don't know if you've seen it, but he's been back in the State Farm commercials. They brought him back for the playoffs. They're winning, and and in fact, I was looking at some odds, like you know simulator odds they are right there now to win it all
1: well how can they not be i mean they're obviously they're obviously playing with hella confidence they're healthy i said i said last episode it's like you know i loved the lakers chances if they got by phoenix but it seems to be the exact opposite thing happens like man phoenix getting through the lakers really seems to especially the way they closed out that series it really seems to have have made them i know the lakers are the seven seed or whatever but it's lebron james it's lebron james and it really feels like phoenix is like if we can take down the king we can beat anybody
0: well not just that you're taking down the defending champs in emphatic fashion. Right. I mean, That's what I'm they,
1: saying. The way they closed it out, it seems they, like they feel like they can beat anybody now.
0: I mean, they crushed them. Those last two games, those, those, those last two closeout games were over in the second quarter. They were that big of blowouts.
1: And, and they essentially haven't played a close game since.
0: I mean, even their fans are taking it on. I don't know if you saw that raw with the nuggets fans and the Suns
1: fans. Of course I saw it, Andy Two. Both, all three members involved, adults without undershirts. Reckless. I mean, it's a scourge on th- the population at this point. Yeah. Like we talk about how many times, how many mass shootings do we have to have before we talk about gun control? How many incidents do we have to have with fans without undershirts before we ban them from stadiums? I am calling for a ban on adults and children. In basketball jerseys, children. Oh, without you were, undershirts
0: Why? 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 Why you got to bring the kids into it?
1: Start this precedent early and for everyone. Week, you cannot come to a basketball game, man, woman, or child without an undershirt. Women? Oh, don't yeah. ban
0: the women now. I want. I want to see those girls' arms. I want to see what they're rocking.
1: I mean, listen, girls coming in like some sort of tank top is one thing, but. In a in a in a man cut NBA jersey. I I want it banned for everybody.
0: I think it's sexy. I like when girls do that.
1: I'm going for a full ban. Wow. For safety. For player safety. For fan safety. It's
0: really hot in Phoenix, though. I mean, are we giving any caveats to areas
1: where it's incrementally like it's warmer? T shirt? What are we talking about here?
0: pretty hot in phoenix you've been there
1: it's, it's, it's inside we're in air conditioning
0: what do you make of the jerseys i want to discuss this real briefly you know there it's it's a lot of these teams they're just in the colors there is no traditional jazz there's no traditional suns it's it's just the valley like yeah i'm but i'm not against it
1: i'm pretty against it when it comes to certain things like why are the nuggets wearing a red jersey
0: But that but yeah, like all the time and then the jazz are just there's no old school Carl Malone Stockton Hornacek type jersey. They're just are those colors gone now?
1: I don't know, which is fine because those colors were trash. We did. You know, we had New Orleans purple and yellow. They straight up just brought the whole thing there and didn't change a fucking lick of it. And that's fine. Um, But, you know, so did the Lakers. Lakers brought that minnesota purple and didn't change shit um listen the the jazz thing i feel like is finding this new identity and i'm okay with it uh but the the the, the nuggets the, what, the nuggets just don't wear blue anymore ever
0: what about the sun?
1: red uh the hate i hate the red i'm I like i, I kind of was rooting for them to get closed out when they showed up in red
0: what about the Suns? You know, the court saying the Valley and their jerseys yeah. saying the Valley.
1: I don't love it. I kind of like the I kind of like the Clippers black ones because they're again the Clipper. What is what have the Clippers won? Yeah, they, it's kind well, of like it's it's kind of like all these teams that are just like looking for a new identity because their old identity stinks.
0: Yeah, Clippers definitely don't have an identity. But they're back well, in the they series. Have
1: one. They have one. They, they have a losing identity.
0: Yeah, they're back in the series. Huge game tonight. Huge. You know, by previous standards, you would say the winner of this game is most likely going to win the series. Or I shouldn't say most likely. I, I should say the Clippers lose tonight. It's pretty much over. It's pretty much over.
1: Right. But you know another another series where it's 2-0 and then you know we're we're playing home games this is the way it's supposed to go yeah yeah well, i think th- i think this series is you know is far from over i still like uh i still like the the jazz in the series but you know this one's obviously far from over the nets are 2-2 the you know the Suns just closing people out now. What did you make of the Jokic play? I think like the 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 thing about that is like I know the punishing somebody on intent is kind of ridiculous. I mean, he got all ball.
0: Yeah. Well, no, if you watch different angles, I mean, he, I mean, look, he he got his nose and face. Did I think there was some serious acting going on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Look, Jokic is obviously a big guy. I don't even know if a side brush from him can make you hurt that badly. It could. I don't know. But to be thrown out of the game, I don't like that. It's not not in the third quarter. It's really
1: excessive for me.
0: Not in the third quarter. Yeah. It's almost like they're saying, okay, we're just going to give this game in series to the Suns. This is over. Let's do it. Look, obviously, he was – you know, it was a backlash. He was mad. He didn't get the call, and then he lost his temper. But to be tossed, the question is: if somebody else does that, are they tossed? I think that's a fair question. Right. If I don't Kevin, know. I if mean, Kevin, if Kevin Durant does that, is he tossed?
1: No, because then they're worried about the Kevin Durant. You know, burners. He's not tossed after.
0: LeBron's not tossed. I'm just saying I could start I could start naming guys.
1: My thing again is like he's he's openly admitting that he goes for a hard foul and you can see it. But again, he doesn't really get that much. Like the idea of punishing. He got a lot of ball. Got a lot of ball. A lot of ball. The idea of throwing a guy out of a game, you know, the MVP. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like the the NBA version of attempted murder. It's like, but he didn't kill him. He didn't, you know what I mean? He got a lot of ball. He swung and it's like.
0: I don't even think it's attempted murder. I think it's. uh, You're driving. And a pedestrian. Runs out in the street. And you maybe don't veer as much as you could. I mean, that's not
1: attempted murder. You shouldn't be in the street, right? I mean, again, Jokic says he goes for the hard foul, but he tried to change it up. I wanted to hard foul somebody. We needed energy, the whole thing. But, like, I don't know. Seemed really excessive to me, especially in the third quarter. I mean, I don't think it's – did it change the game? Yeah, but obviously not that much. Like, yeah, you know, it doesn't seem to me like they're winning that game probably regardless, but still. It just
0: sucked. It just sucks. Again, you're going to have different standards for different players.
1: And it, and it just sucks to go to review that, see exactly how much he actually hit somebody and still throw them out of the game for it.
0: Yeah. I know.
1: I, I hate replay. I hate umpires. I hate everything. Right. Like the, we, have, we have a bad problem with like rules enforcement in sports these days.
0: Which is very confusing because it seems like a very simple solution. It seems like
1: it should be getting easier.
0: That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Right. It, It seems like it should be more straightforward. You know, I've said this for years, it's replay and the booth review. All those things have only complicated things. And we now have more plays or more fouls or more penalties, whatever it is that are questionable than ever. And it, it hasn't helped. I like, like, I would love to see the argument that it's helped the game more than it's hurt it. But you know, you could you could go down a conspiracy, like I've said, of does that equal more TV time because of more commercials, which equals more ad revenue, which equals more social media posts, which equals more content and more engagement? I mean, I mean, there's something to be said for that.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I just think, I, just, I mean,
0: that that's a crazy big picture I just, thought. I just think I'm not it's a, say-
1: a, a, a cat's out of the bag situation where they tried like so many of these sports have with other rule changes or whatever, they try to make things better. They end up making it worse and they don't know how to get themselves out of that situation. But, you know, as far as NBA conspiracy theorists go t- like going to be a tough, tough ride for the NBA conspiracy theorist if it's Bucks, Sticksters, Jazz Suns for your conference finals. Tough, tough sledding for the The NBA is rigged.
0: Well, look, I am of the viewpoint that all sports, I entertain that all sports not saying they're rigged, that there's Influences being made on certain teams to help viewership. Doesn't mean it's rigged.
1: I think those days are over. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll go through the sports. My my point is,
0: like, we, we discussed this during the NFL season. Tom Brady on that questionable penalty.
1: Sure, but now, I mean, look look at how you talk about the NFL. I'm saying the NFL. Literally, the NFL conspiracy theorists are in two camps. The NFL is trying to stop Tom Brady from winning at all costs and finding fake things to pin on him and blah, blah, blah. And then the opposite people who are like, the NFL wants Tom Brady in every Super Bowl.
0: Well, I'm of the camp.
1: Tough go if you can make the case. On both sides, I agree. But the I'm NFL of the is ca- cheating for and against Tom Brady. Now I'm, a, I'm 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 a believer that they're probably cheating for him more than against him. But certainly, Pats fans are out there going, "How are they cheating for him? They made up the gate.
0: I would say I'm in the camp on all these sports of the marketable stars above the teams.
1: And I'm telling, and what I'm saying to you is, look at where, look at where we're potentially at. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But I'm also in the camp. Mike Trout
1: Trout doesn't sniff the playoffs.
0: Sure. I'm also in the camp. Well, well, Major League Baseball doesn't know how to market players. They just don't. I'm also in the camp that there's only so much that can be done. There's only so much influence the league or the refs can do on a team. You know, there's only so much they can do. But regardless, it is a fair point. We are headed towards.
1: I mean, the sons are in. Yes. The sons are by no means anybody's. You know, marquee team.
0: A hundred percent agree. Oh, wait, is it just me or does DeAndre Aiton look like he's 30, 35?
1: Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's I think that's part of his. Uh, that was part of his like player profile coming out of college like man child i mean adult in with child's birth certificate
0: like dude looks like he's my age
1: and and props to them right like i mean skewered for that pick for years but worked out in the way they built that team it's true and and the uh the building of that team you know is you i mean you got to give credit James Jones, current general manager of the Phoenix Suns. I mean, I don't know how long he's been their GM. Probably not all that long. Let's see. He's 2017. He's named vice president of basketball operations, effectively ending his 14 year NBA career. Now, obviously his, his career was the sort of LeBron James Caddy three-time NBA champion twice with the Suns or sorry, twice with the heat once with the, with the Cavs, he goes where LeBron James goes for a few years, sees essentially no action becomes the Suns GM in 2017, basically turns the entire franchise around and
0: hires Monty Williams. Who's been a great coach.
1: Yep. You know, Couple of great drafts, uh, you know, acquiring Chris Paul. Yeah, you, you kind of love to see a guy who essentially, again, kind of LeBron James caddy, if you will. Um, seeing how those teams that LeBron moves around and puts together, put you know, kind of takes that, goes off on his own. He's like, oh, I know how to make a championship team. I've been on a bunch. I see it. You get a star. You get kind of a, you know, a second star. He's around him with, uh, you know, role players. Here we go.
0: Yeah, they really have turned around quickly. I, I didn't know he was calling the shots for them. That's that's pretty that's pretty great. I, I, by the way i am i'm a i'm a huge fan of the phoenix area of of arizona in general i think it's, shout, I would,
1: shout out to our boy justin wood is moving down there
0: i i would i would say it's it's a under another underrated area for me i think i i could handle the heat is what i'm saying I did it before in Las Vegas. I think a lot of people. Well, I
1: don't, I, I disagree. I think you, you know, you saying you could handle the heat, but you're already trying to justify wearing a basketball jersey without a t-shirt on underneath. If you're, if you're already at that point, I would say that you can't <laughs> handle the heat.
0: I'm just tossing. I'm just tossing out uh, the other
1: side. You're going, it's just so hot. How do you, honey, how do you not wear basketball jersey? See, you can't handle the heat. If that's where your head's at, it's too hot for you
0: yeah maybe maybe i couldn't i don't know but uh if they make it to the finals that place will be going nuts and in fact a heat i'm not a heat a sun's jazz conference finals two fan bases that will be hurt
1: to the battle for uh you know the grand canyon or something i don't know yeah Somebody should get two spots in the four corners.
0: By the way, that's an interesting battle from a fan perspective because in Utah you have the white Mormons and then in Phoenix you have like the white Scottsdale bros. Two different types of white people. Yeah. One like the drunk who's getting absolutely lit and one who doesn't drink at all.
1: And lit on your beer.
0: Is that what they call it?
1: Yeah, near beer. I'll never forget my first experience with that at the comedy at the white in the wise guys green room. I Salt had, Lake. Yeah. Order a Killian's Irish Red, which I hadn't seen in years, and it comes. I was like, this, this, you know. I was like, I haven't had one in years, but this Killian's is like bad. I was like, can I get a new one? She's like, it's not bad. It's just near beer. And I was like, what? She's like, it's three percent,
0: three point two.
1: I was like, why are we even doing this?
0: I agree. I mean, the the, the thought that Utah. I was do, like, oh, in
1: that case, let me just get no duels.
0: I mean, you, you this is the equivalent. It's it's just the tip, dude. Like we're going to have alcohol, but not the full experience. Which makes sense because the Mormons also have something called soaking, which we've discussed. Right. Mm-hmm. Where there's no movement. There's just insertion. P into V. Just staying there and soaking. I mean, there are some wild, that's a wild concept, but it's the same thing as beer. It's the same thing as near beer. I I don't know what the equivalent would be, how many you'd have to drink to get drunk, but a lot. I mean, double. Not good for the gut. No. Like the amount of calories. Not good at all.
1: It's, It's crazy to me. You know, you can have that many calories, have that much of a dad bod, still have five wives. <laughs> <laughs> so much dad bod, you still actually can multiple women.
0: Hey, man. Anything goes out there. Now the Eastern Conference. We got a game four tonight. Sixers have looked good the last couple games.
1: I like the Sixers in this series with, you know, Obviously, we keep saying health. It's like it's crazy to talk about just because the Sixers, the history of the Sixers, and the history of the guys on this team. It's like everybody's healthy, but we still got to be like, but the health, you know? Because I feel like that that boogeyman's always lurking around the corner for some Embiid body part. Sure, but but, I mean, that's what's going to be. Here, here's my question for you. So I've, I've multiple you know, dare I say, looking forward questions, but do you agree that the winner of the Nets Bucks series will be in the NBA finals? Yes.
0: Gun to my head. Yes.
1: Sixers and or Hawks not beating the Nets or the Bucks.
0: Correct. And, and you just brought it up. I, I, you hate to say it. I'd be shocked if Andrew injury bug doesn't
1: hit Embiid again
0: sometime during these playoffs.
1: Well, I mean, the Sixers fans are lo- love to hear the Ruther curse, just basically anointing Embiid healthy for the rest of the playoffs. True. Now, the West is, uh, you know, very interesting as well, because right now, well, I'll say it to you, but then I'll follow up with something else. Do Do you think the Phoenix Suns beat the winner of the clippers jazz series what's mike conley jr's health right now he's missed every game so far
0: i know that's why i'm asking i think they need him you I think, think they, they
1: need him to, you think they need him to beat the clippers or you think they would need him to beat the Suns?
0: to beat the Suns.
1: so right now when you just look at momentum this Suns team has all the momentum they are playing great, like on paper, to me, they beat the winner of this series. But what's not on paper is Chris Paul is playing incredible. But Chris Paul and I just had a tweet exchange with somebody the other day. The The knock on Chris Paul is conference finals. He always turns back into a pumpkin.
0: Yeah, he disappears.
1: Is that. I mean, like, it's real. I mean, it's real. It's absolutely real. It's a real thing that has happened. But the question is, is that over? I mean, what what would be the reason for him to do that this year? Like, I, I think in some respects, you know, again, like the way I defend Dan Tony is like, okay, well, Chris Paul isn't as good when he's on a Rockets team that has to play the Warriors or he's on a you know okay see like the the you know there he's been undermanned in the past I don't think he will Joe Clippers teams that 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 face the Warriors on you know like he's been he's been outgunned
0: I don't know if the Suns make it to the finals but I I don't think he will I think he's playing with such confidence he's had such a long career You, you can make the comparison now, granted, this player had made the finals before, but like a later Jason Kidd career type guy who's got a bunch of younger guys around him or, you know.
1: I, I mean, Chris I, Paul's scoring 37 points in NBA playoff games. Like he's, you know, he's not late career Jason Kidd.
0: Sure. You're right. He's better.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, you know, arguably the MVP. Yeah. Obviously didn't win it, but like right now showing, you know, Goes to a team. That team goes, you know, from some bubble excitement last year to potentially. I mean, well, they're in the Western Conference Finals.
0: And 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 you know what? Not is never said about Chris Paul. I'm gonna say it here, as he's within a couple years of me.
1: He does it all with a dad bod. I mean, no, no one. Uh, I don't know about that. He's just short. He just looks like that. No, I think he's got a dad bod. You think so? He's a little chunky. He's got, he's got, he's got
0: some, he doesn't have much muscle definition. Yeah. He he never has. He kind of has a dad bod. I mean, you could argue he's the best dad bod
1: ever. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, at at a point guard position, he's not Carmelo, you know?
0: But see, for some reason, I wouldn't say Carmelo had a dad bot.
1: Oh, Carmelo has, has, I feel like, the prototypical NBA dad
0: bot. Maybe because Carmelo's taller. You, you're right. Maybe it accentuates on Chris Paul because he's shorter. Like, I was watching last game, and I'm thinking, man. Like like,
1: like, like, Chris Paul's short, stocky. Like, he's always kind of had that stocky build. I mean, you know, Carmelo's six seven, six eight. You don't usually say like a stocky six, eight, like,
0: yeah, I agree. But I
1: mean this, like I'm kind of rooting for him at this point. I'm not like a Chris Paul stand by any means, but like, you got to respect the career he's had.
0: I'm rooting for him. I I am. I am full disclosure at this point.
1: You're a Suns fan.
0: Well, I'd like to see them in the final. I think they're a fun team to watch. The Jazz are too, but I think with this point of Chris Paul's career like we discussed, the young cats on the Suns have a long career ahead of them. So
1: do we have a we have a Suns versus Nets-Bucks winner in the NBA Finals?
0: I don't know if they're going to make it. I said I'm rooting for him. Again, Mike Conley Jr. is the wild card to me. They, they need him to come back.
1: I mean, uh, uh, listen, this, the, well, again, this Jazz Clipper series is by no means over. Exactly. But, but that, that is also going to be uh, an interesting. I mean, the Suns might have 10 days off.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I
1: mean, I, mean, I, I, I see the series. I see it's going, I see it going seven. Game seven is scheduled for Sunday.
0: I see it going seven.
1: So, game seven will be a week after. The Suns closed it out a week. I mean, even if it goes six, right, that's Friday. Yeah. Is this good or bad for the Suns?
0: I think it's bad.
1: You think it's bad? Yes. All this. I mean, I have to agree with the momentum.
0: Momentum and you have a mostly young team. They better call that girl up. Get her on a flight to Phoenix.
1: Well, I mean, I guess that's – I was just about to go there. Is that what you do or don't want them doing in their seven days off?
0: I need more team bonding.
1: I don't know. I feel like now with Chris Paul involved.
0: By the and- way, quick storyline on her because I've done some homework.
1: She's, cl- she's fully claiming this season?
0: No. She – this could be an interesting Western conference finals. She was raised Mormon, Mormon family. Wow. So we could have like a jazz sons battle of the nut girl where her family's rooting for the jazz. She's clearly rooting for the sons. Well,
1: I just think, I just think this is, you know, I hate to go full uh, end of the calls episode here, but I, I mean, I can't, I can't like, is there, has there ever been a greater uh, argument against religion? She finds her way out of Mormonism into seven sons nuts and literally gives them superpowers seven sons nuts she 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 escapes scourge of you know organized religion and just starts sucking dudes into the nba finals
0: hey man could be true also
1: you hate to you hate to be this you hate to be a a a jazz player in that jazz sun series just knowing that literally you know uh, the mormons watching that game going one of our tribe members literally escaped and and caused our our demise
0: i hope i'm right i think i read that right like when all this went down that she was Mormon. i know she was basically um what's the word her family basically
1: talk about magic underpants
0: just dis- yeah disowned her
1: talk about magic underpants she dropped those magic underpants
0: i mean it's it's wild right it's i mean it, it, it's it really is a story a through storyline on all this it's, it's crazy what about the nine? I want that guy you know you watch 60 Minutes or any serious shows I want that guy to start interviewing presidents foreign diplomats important people
1: I I want to we just need him in tons of stories where that's suitable like you know we need him you know we need to cut him into the uh the Clinton Lewinsky I was just thinking (laughs) that what about the nut oh it's on the dress (laughs) oh
0: Oh my God, that's too funny. So it sounds like you're also leaning on the Suns.
1: Well, I mean, I am like, again, I think, I think there's so many wild cards at play here. You can't love how they're playing anymore. I mean, they, they, I keep going back to the 2011 Mavs feel where it just feels like they, can dominate anybody because they're just, they're feeling themselves so much, but the two factors ahead are a huge layoff and Western conference finals, Chris Paul, like, I mean, it would be so insane if he just like has some sort of fall off. I don't see it happening, but again, like, is it in his head? And he's going to have 10 days to think about it.
0: I think you should just go relax, Chris. Go, go in a...
1: Chris wasn't, Chris wasn't a part of the Suns for that. Maybe that's what, you know. But I mean, you have, you have, you have so, so much good things happening right now for them. Like, it almost seems like you just do anything to not ruin it. Like, so much, so much has changed since...
0: Dude, I got a, I got a crazy
1: situation. I got a crazy idea.
0: Do they still have the gorilla mascot for Phoenix? Um,
1: they have to, right?
0: They have to. I got a crazy idea because he dunks off a trampoline. The nut girl, they give her the gorilla costume. And she, de- you know, they're in the Western Conference finals or the a- NFLs. She, she does a dunk. The whole crowd's going nuts. She runs the center court. The whole lifts, crowd's
1: going nuts.
0: Yes, going nuts. Did that on purpose. She runs the center court, lifts off the top head of the girl. Sco-
1: oh, a Scooby-Doo reveal.
0: Scooby-Doo reveal, and it's the nut girl.
1: And I would have gotten all their nuts, too, if weren't for you pesky jazz fans.
0: Imagine how crazy that arena will be going.
1: Yeah.
0: And for the record, the th- this is the, this is the stuff that you need to focus on. You know, you you know, I, I've been taking a lot of digs at some of the other, in quotes, sports talk shows on mainstream media. They they're not discussing this.
1: Well, you went so hard, and listen, I agree with everything that you said. You went so hard at that. What was it Stephen A. But like, low key,
0: shut up, shut up.
1: Don't I mean, say low key, it. he's Don't on his it. way. He he's potentially on his way to being the best jazz player.
0: Carmelo won two MVPs, dude. Carmelo's yeah. second all time in scoring.
1: I don't, did Carmelo win two MVPs? I think. Yeah. Just, I don't think he did. I think did he, he won
0: two. I'm pretty sure he won two.
1: Pretty sure he was in the run of guys that won the MVP when, like, they kept doing the like anybody but Michael. Two time, ninety seven, ninety
0: nine. Weird. I'm just saying, he's the second leading scorer all time.
1: No, I know, but that's, listen, that's, that's also a he also longevity stat.
0: He also impregnated a 13 year old. So, right.
1: But listen, you know, Stephen A said, don't talk to me about Stockton. Don't talk to me about Malone, whatever, like this. And I'm not saying he's, it's not ludicrous to say right now, but those guys go went hand in hand. They did. Right. Like th- that pick and roll was the whole, I mean, Stockton is, was the number one assist guy. And you're like, yeah, well, you're the number one assist guy. Cause he's the number one scoring guy, but he's the number one scoring guy. Cause you're the number one assist guy. Like they, they did play like, it was very much the two of them. I mean, that- I think, I think there's, you know, you could argue there. And I'm certain, I'm certain the argument was made. You could argue Carl Malone wasn't the best player on his own teams you could argue that
0: you could argue a lot of things it's got to suck for them though i mean they were great and just those bulls teams were better
1: also like, i mean the the purple jerseys with the mountains you mean talk about talk about the, that was the a, jerseys they're doing now i mean the all time like you're right I, th- I feel like the i feel like the jazz get one of those if they had just kept the classic whites
0: yeah it was a wow, bad Bad, bad era of jerseys for Utah. That was really bad. Well, Major League Baseball looks like they're finally going to do something or attempt to crack down on the pitcher baseball substance problem. So this leaked last week after we did our last episode. These are some new details that are being reported that will crack down on the problem, which everyone's talking about. Let me just read what they have so far and tell me if you like, dislike, or have zero feeling on it. Umpires will start checking pitchers at least twice a game and relief pitchers at least once. Don't know what that means.
1: I mean, I just don't even, like the whole thing is what? Okay. Fine. It, like we're go- we're going we're going. I mean this this whole thing is like the instituting of these rules. I like. All right, fine. We're just gonna say we've we've turned a blind eye to this for one hundred years, maybe more. I know. And, and so now we immediately go to every pitcher will be checked
0: at least twice. Well. I'll just read them all. Umpires will check starting pitchers at least twice a game and relief pitchers at least once. Checks will be done as pitchers come off the mound after an inning has ended or a pitching change has been made. In other words, during commercial breaks. If an umpire believes a pitcher is using a substance, he will be encouraged to check the pitcher during the inning. Again, very arbitrary. He will be encouraged to check a picture pitcher during the inning. Umpires can check fingers, skin hats, gloves, belts, and any other part of the uniform. If substances are found, the pitcher will be ejected and his equipment and or uniform will be confiscated. I can't wait
1: for somebody's pants to be taken.
0: And given to the on-site major league authenticator. This is great. And the last thing is umpires will be instructed to check a a position player's glove only if they believe he is doctoring balls for the pitcher. These are
1: not doing it all anymore because they, they they there's no we keep we keep balls for one pitch at this point.
0: All these rules, in my opinion, you know, you read those and I've read them a few times now. They seem very ambiguous. There's nothing definitive. It seems like it's up to the opinion of the umpire. And to me, it doesn't really solve anything.
1: I mean, all it solves is essentially like there's a there's a rule now. There's rules now they, they can check that they can check. And and they could check before, but they just basically never did. And now they're being encouraged to check. the The whole thing is essentially just going like, "Okay, guys, the, you know what if the funds over? We're not doing this anymore."
0: What if pitchers hid stuff?
1: I, I'm I'll be interested to see if this if this like starting literally today. If we see a change, like if averages go up starting today. Like, that would be fascinating.
0: It would be. What if pitchers do prison style? They hide stuff in their ass and they're on the mound and then they scratch their ass and then they touch the ball because inside their ass is like something to
1: tell target. me that you've never had something up your ass without telling me or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> pitchers are so pitchers are pitching with <laughs> shit up their ass now.
0: I don't know. Oh, my God. Did I tell you what happened on Hilton oh boy, Head? I
1: don't even want to know dude, why this has triggered this memory.
0: Dude, you have to hear this. I didn't tell this story, I don't think, what my sister-in-law and four-year-old nephew saw on the way to Hilton Head. So we're in Asheville, North Carolina. We stopped there for the Love night. Love Asheville. Yeah. We stopped there the best for-
1: the sweet tea of my life in Asheville, North Carolina.
0: Yeah, it's really nice. We stopped there for the night. On the way to Hilton Hags, we have a four-year-old, you know, it's tough to drive 10 hours with them. So we stopped there, It's like a seven-hour drive or whatever. The next day, I am filling up gas right when they leave the hotel, the gas station right next to the hotel. I'm filling up gas. My brother is loading up on ice and some snacks for the remaining three, three three-and-a-half-hour drive. My sister-in-law takes my nephew into the gas station. She comes running out like running out while I'm filling up gas. My brother's walking out. She's like, get in the car, get in the car. We're leaving. And me and my brother are like, okay, I just assume it was a disgusting bathroom. She's like, get in the car. I'm driving. We're leaving. We get in the car and she's like, you are not going to believe what I just saw. And we're like, what? Was it just a disgusting bathroom?
1: She's like, there's a guy doctoring baseballs in there with his ass.
0: She goes, I open the women's bathroom. And it's a single stall. There's a men's and women's, right? It's a single stall. And I open it and there was a man in there. The door wasn't even locked and he was shoving something up his ass, (laughs) but it gets better. So her her old job, she doesn't work right now. She's raising their boy, but she used to work with autistic people and people with, uh, you know, on the spectrum of her mental disability. So like she has her master's degree and all that. She goes, I don't know if he was shoving it up his ass or if he was trying to get the poop out of his ass. Cause sometimes when I work with kids, they would like try to reach up their ass and my brother looks at her and he goes, no, there was nobody trying to pull poop out of their ass. Either the guy was shoving a sexual thing up his ass or drugs. And she's like, well, what makes you think that? And he's like, that's the only logical explanation.
1: He wasn't taking something out of that.
0: Yeah. And she's like, why wouldn't the door be locked? I go, I, my theory is he wanted to get caught. It was something sexual. He has a weird fetish. He's shoving something up his butt.
1: What about the nut?
0: Exactly. So now she claims that their son is traumatized. I'm like, he's not going to remember this. You open the door and somebody was shoving or pulling something out of their ass. He's not going to remember this.
1: How old is the kid? Four. Yeah, I'll never remember that. What eight? eight, I'd be worried
0: about the nut. Yeah. So Asheville, North Carolina.
1: Asheville, North Carolina. (laughs)
0: Anyway, I don't think the pitchers will be hiding stuff up their butt, but hey, I was just tossing it out there.
1: I'm I'm really interested to see what happens. I mean, we're all we're all for like, listen, I'm 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 a big fan of great pitching. We're all for more. Like, I I think I heard the stat yesterday. Your Cincinnati Reds are leading, at least the National League in hitting, and they're hitting 247. I know. It's got to stop. It's it's. I, 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 You know, we have to find there's there is a balance between this and the juiced ball. Every team's hitting 300 and every team's hitting, you know, breaking the home run record every year. It'll be interesting to see if this, you know, this has any major effect.
0: Well, it's a little different. You know, the. The the American League, the Astros are about 274. Right. But you're right. The the national league the reds are batting 250 they lead the league dodgers at 244 yeah second it's it's not good yeah it's it's a problem but hey they have these I, gen, these I generic mean, set of rules we'll see what happens
1: again i'm just you know i've got i've got the entire squad of the new york mets saying jacob bergram is clean so i'm just like Cool. I don't, you know, all I care about is, is my own team. As long as, as long as, you know, we don't see a big drop off in DeGrom, Stroman, or Tawan Walker. Uh, a smooth sailing for this guy. Yeah. Just, you know, an update, Andy. Jacob DeGrom goes another six scoreless since our last episode.
0: But he's got an injury.
1: Yeah. Although. Not expected to miss a start.
0: Well, let's get to some calls before we do that. Russell Wilson back in the news, but I think they've worked things out. All signs I point
1: this that guy, way. all the drama, Ah, uh, little classic diva behavior, I, you know, a- off season full of drama. I don't, I don't agree with that. No, no,
0: I don't. I think uh according to him, I don't know who we want to believe. He said a lot of it was uh, blown out of proportion,
1: but he also didn't he say at one point wasn't I, I, I only read the headline or the tweet or something like that, but was there a, was there a Russell Wilson? I didn't ask for a trade, but if I did the teams that, People were saying I was going to demand Were correct.
0: Yeah, this is what he said. What? He said, I love Seattle. I love playing here. I've had a great career here so far. I've always wanted to play here for my full career. I think there were some unfortunate frustrations after the season. If you want to win it all and you want to do it all and do everything you can, I think everybody on our team does. Unfortunately, I think it got a little blown out of proportion a bit. He said, uh, There was a lot of people there. It was a whole thing saying that I requested a trade, and that's not true. I didn't request the trade. I think everything kind of started from there, and then obviously tons of teams were calling. I didn't really want to go anywhere else. I wanted to play in Seattle. But if I had to go somewhere, these are the teams I would go to. I had a great conversation with Coach Carroll. I had a really great conversation with John, too. Coach Carroll and I spent a lot of time together one-on-one. I knew they were going to start doing that in the offseason.
1: Well, this is the year for your boy. I mean, we've we've kind of said that every year, but like, they have, they have removed the scapegoat. He has a new offensive coordinator. We've got somebody brought in solely because you know the let cut Russ Cook crowd demanded Schottenheimer's head. They got it. A lot of off-season frustration, a lot of off-season talk. Here we go. You got your offensive coordinator. You got Russ back. He apparently didn't demand a trade, but if he had demanded a trade, those teams that supposedly he demanded a trade to were correct. But he didn't demand a trade, so here we go. Yeah. And, you know, the... Niners have a new quarterback. The Rams have a new quarterback. It's
0: going to be a tough division.
1: Kyler Murray is a year older. Yeah. And, uh, well, he's got a new offensive coordinator.
0: It's a tough division. So we'll see. But I think I'm glad it looks like he came to his senses, whatever happened. I think when push came to shove, he realized – hey, man, I've had nine years here. I'm on a trajectory to make the Hall of Fame. I have a great coach. They back me. I've had one season I didn't make the playoffs. I've never had a losing season. I won a Super Bowl. He, he's got to realize that. He's got three more years on this current deal. Yeah,
1: How about also realizing again, you know, and I'm he's not. Got, he's got weapons. I'm not. This is this is. By no means part of my Russell Wilson trashing, which I, you know, wouldn't even say I do more of a Russell Wilson, true thing than trashing. But I will say this, like, you know, whether it's a, you know, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, whether you think it was the right move or the wrong move to, to be pissed off with a team that won a Super Bowl on defense and then bailed on the defense and stuck with you and you guys haven't been back yet, it's like, bro, I don't, you know, I don't know really what you want from Seattle. They've already, I I don't think that's, I would say that they've provided you with more than enough.
0: The only reason I don't think that's a fair argument is, is the quarterback's going to last longer. How many of those guys aren't even in the league now?
1: That's true. But the point again, isn't about the guys themselves. It's about, Pete Carroll, defense, that's what's won him championships at every level he's been on. That's what he's excelled at. That's what his thing is. And you can only go, you can only put together a Legion of Boom type of defense when you're not paying your quarterback $40 million.
0: Sure. But again, no team is not going to pay. You know, now we're to the argument And there could be something said for that of just not paying your franchise quarterback, letting them walk. That's almost to the, to the point of what we're discussing in this situation. There's,
1: you know, there's also the, you know, there's the quarterback not taking as much because, you know, being the quarterback for X amount of years at a lower rate is better than being a quarterback at the highest rate for three years, not being, as good or as people, as your contract expects or demands. And then you have to move on. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, whatever. But that's why I would say for Russell Wilson, they have paid you. They have repaid you. They have, it's all you dude. Like the idea that, that Seattle has done nothing but take care of you. And where has it gotten them? essentially it's gotten Russell Wilson, you know, a hall of fame resume, but what has it gotten? The Seahawks. And the idea that then he would be the one that complains is kind of like, you know, there is an argument for Pete Carroll being like, bro, you're upset. We're upset. (laughs)
0: Like, yeah, I look, I think we could be at the end of this marriage, but again, he he's, He's only on their contract for three more years, so obviously he'll play this year, um, and we'll see. But it is only going to get tougher, especially in that division. And he has to play better in the playoffs, regardless. Um, you know, if if I had to bet that he makes it to another Super Bowl, I'd probably I would probably say no, because it, it, it's just so hard. It's just. It's nothing, it's nothing against it. Aaron Rodgers has been to one Super Bowl. You know, when Patrick Mahomes won his first, everybody was already doing the ring counting. And it's like, if you follow the game, you know how hard it is to win Super Bowls. So now he lost his second and here he is in another another conference. I'm sorry, another division, right? Which is getting so much better as well, right? The Raiders are getting better. The Chiefs are getting better. If the Broncos land Aaron Rodgers, it's it's so hard. People the don't Charters understand. The Chargers
1: are getting better and getting better fast. That's
0: what I'm saying. It's so hard to win Super Bowls. People don't understand it.
1: Break out your drinks, everybody, for time for the Dirty Sports drinking game. Just in case you were wondering, ever, if Eli Manning was a Hall of Famer. It's so tough. I mean, twos. Essentially unheard of at this point.
0: Unless you're Tom Brady,
1: yeah, or Manning.
0: You see that throw a few weeks ago that that Arch Manning did? They're all talking about.
1: You'd love to see it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, people keep saying about the Giants is is Daniel Jones. I'm like, well, he's a placeholder anyway. Give me Arch Manning. Let's go. So much pressure on that kid, man. Dude, there's been, but there was pressure on Peyton. There was pressure on Eli. Like it's, it's a whole that, that, I mean, you know,
0: the, the DNA of that family
1: and it's not talked about enough. I mean, it's been talked about by me for sure. And it's been talked about by other people, but like, I think that the, the true, you know, obviously Archie is the, the patriarch of the family and everybody, to, you know, but like the thing that is, and and I just talked about this with, uh, with Laz on dirty slides is like, you look at what the Toronto blue Jays are doing, like having your, having your baseball scouting departments, like number one thing, be like, Hey, let's, let's get as many f- like kids of big leaguers as we possibly can. Is not like, it's not, it might be the number one, like pl- it might be the smartest thing to put on your schedule is like, first things first, find sons of major leaguers. But Going back to, you know, specifically how this works. I mean, we've seen from Steph Curry to the Mannings, whatever, like guys who come from that. But I think the the thing that doesn't get talked about enough is the success of Peyton and Eli comes specifically from how difficult a career Archie had with the Saints because he was never protected because they were so bad. He was just like, hey, guys, this is how to survive. This is how to overcome. This is whatever. So like not just being the son of a great quarterback, but being the son of a great quarterback who had to do it in a terrible circumstance, I think is what now what will be interesting to see when you go to the generation below with Arch Manning, and you're saying the pressure that he has on him. First of all, he's Cooper's son. So there's like a slight, you know, They have a slight, like he's, he's the nephew of the two greats. He's not the son, but like they didn't, you know, they didn't have the Archie career of, of, I mean, obviously Eli did a little bit more so than Peyton, but like the, you know, trying not to die every week. Um, So it'll be interesting, but I think the proof is in the pudding, man. Being, being from professional sports lineage, even Donovan Mitchell, you know what I mean? Like even just crossing sports. Yeah. Just it comes with a, it comes with a certain work ethic, comes with a certain
0: Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah. Attitude. It comes with a certain, you know, being around the games, being around professional athletes, how they prepare, how they, all this stuff like recovery and working out and whatever. It's all it's just a leg up.
0: Sure. hundred percent. All right, let's let's uh, let's take a few dirtball calls. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. If you want to drop us a line, call that number.
2: What's going on, Dirty Sports? This is a quick question for Prano. What is your go-to golf tune? For me, usually it starts off with a little bit of gorillas, or I guess I should say a heavy bit of gorillas. And then pretty much just whatever type of chill tunes I'm listening to in the current uh, couple of weeks. Uh, So just kind of wondering, you know, what your go-to bands, artists, playlists are uh, when you're golfing. Thanks so much, and you guys have a good day. Stay dirty.
1: Um, So I basically have two – different uh genres that i go back and forth between and i don't really there's not a whole lot of like in between the two um and that is shout out to by the way our good friends at minimal golf bags because they they have gave us the uh you know they gave us the golf bags with our bluetooth speaker on it um so can listen to tunes all the time and it's funny because the guys i play with you know i tend to play with Laz gubbins my buddy john and the way people the way your music affects other people is hilarious like laz is down for a good time and doesn't really give a shit but like every once in a while john will be like hey can we just like turn the music off and john I'm like bro you're almost taking this a little too seriously um but basically if i need if i need settling i'm sticking in like a warren zevon kind of uh, genre like I'll do I'll do Warren Zevon. Sometimes even Tug said it to me when we went and played O'Quarry. He's like, "Heavy Zevon." I'm like, "Yeah, I just put on literally the album." Um, and n- nowadays it's something like people just don't do. They just like listen to an album all the way through. I still do it very regularly, but so many people are used to the shuffle. Or I'll just do Warren Zevon, pick a song, and then create a station and just like let it play Zevon esque. Um, that's when I need settling, when I need to remain calm, when I need to whatever. Now, if I'm feeling myself, if I'm having a good day and I want to keep every, I want to keep the, the energy up, I go with a hip hop, uh, um, you know, kind of playlist. And I have a very specific hip hop playlist that I will do when I'm uh, playing golf. And that's also kind of depends on. The course right like some courses are just like no you can't play you know ghetto boys on this golf course so yeah that, that can be that can be a thing too i actually said i was playing goat hill down in uh, san diego my boy janella for the first time and he's like dude this let's get these tunes going like let's play some music we can smoke we can drink we can whatever and uh you know i had damn it feels good to be a gangster on i was like what's their You know, what's the course rules on like somebody else? I mean, it's a music, but like hard N word being said on, on, on Bluetooth. And he's like, yeah, they're cool with it here. I'm like, oh, that's great. So those are my two genres. And it depends on if things are going well or if things need, if I need relaxing.
0: I don't golf. (laughs)
1: You should you should start. You got, your, you got your you got your great bag.
0: I know. I keep saying I will.
1: Cutter golfs all the time, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. I know. I know. It was one of those things I said I was going to do, and I'm not against it, but I gotta.
1: I'm I'm actually golfing today, taking taking the foursome out to Tiger's old stomping grounds, the Navy Course down in Cyprus. Same the group I just. uh, group i just listed which is a which a heavy gambling it's a very competitive a lot of action we pulled gubbins in gubbins has a rivalry with john laz and i are just kind of on the outskirts of it laz and i are the second players with uh you know with the two stars we're the kyries
0: well that definitely makes it a little more fun when you oh
1: it's so much fun it gets, a of, gets a little chippy from time to time. Gets a little, you know, the even in team fighting. John, John and I went into each other's throats a couple, I, I don't know, it was probably like a month or two back now on, on Navy Course when we were getting when we were playing uh Laz and Gubbins, inspiring each other, a little team infighting. But turned it, turned it around. You know, he called me out. I snapped back. Then I accused him of calling me a cunt for like four holes, even though he didn't. And I knew he didn't, but I was just acute, like I was just needling him, just trying to work those. Cause John plays better when he's not my brother, John, by the way, but our, our friend, John plays better when he's pissed off. So I gotta, I gotta find ways to piss him off.
0: I assumed it wasn't, if it was your brother, he'd be doing weird things with animals that were crossing the course.
1: Yeah. So we'll go out there today. Tug actually asked me to play tomorrow, but I cannot, which is too bad because Tug, I don't think Tug's seen daylight in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about him today. Actually, I should I should shoot him a message. All right, let's get to a couple more calls.
2: Hey guys, it's Clay, your South Carolina Dirtball. Um, I just had a question. Um, if you had could see two old boxers fight against each other, who would it be? Um, condoms are for Amir Garrett. Thanks, guys.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Shots fired. Here, here's a, here's my thing about Amir. For the record, I still like Amir. He's a lunatic, and his pitching has been pretty bad this year. And I thought he could be the closer, but he can't harness the mental game for the closer. You
1: need you need you need to be mentally tough to be a closer. I agree. You Need it. You need like that. Th- it's almost too much. He has way too much emotion to be the closer. Yeah.
0: I look, I, I still like him a lot, but.
1: I t- mean, you t- look at you look at Mariano Rivera, that's like he's the prototypical, like what you need in a closer. Sure. Just quiet, gets the job done.
0: So are we I talking? Mean,
1: everybody's like everybody's got the same answer for this, don't they? Go for it. Ali and Tyson. Isn't that who everybody just would, like, if we could do it all time, like, isn't that the two guys we want to see fight? Two well, what I was, was going to ask, is, his, is, his,
0: is that his question, or is his question, like, present day? I
1: thought he said old boxers. Oh, he's saying, like, oh, he's saying. I, I i don't know. I don't want to see that at all. Yeah, I don't ever want to see that. I didn't want to see Tyson Roy Jones. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see exhibition fights. I don't want to see TikTokers fight YouTubers. I don't want to see fighters fight TikTokers. I don't want to see. I, like, honestly, I just I remember great boxing as a kid. And I know there's a um, thousand people out there. Every time you make fun of boxing or UFC or whatever, who are still diehards and blah, blah, blah. Oh, you don't know about these guys. You don't know about this. These boxers, well, you know, I don't know about them yet because they haven't ascended to the point where they're going to fight for championships. And when they do, they're going to get, you know, played by the system where we don't get a real fight, where it's all setting up for the sequel. It's all setting up for the trilogy. It's all setting up for the whatever. I'm not saying that boxing isn't a great sport and that there's not good boxing matches that go on, but I'm saying once it gets caught up in the business of boxing, it gets destroyed and... I hate it because I actually like watching boxing. Um, so yeah, to answer his question, I don't want to see any old fighters fight today. Now, if the question is what sort of fantasy boxing matchup do I like, didn't ever, doesn't that, isn't that what everybody wants to see?
0: Yeah, I think so. I agree. For sure. Okay.
1: Also, Tyson Holyfield in their prime with the pre-jail. That was that was always going to be a great uh, – you'd love to have another shot at that one.
0: All right. Last call for the day.
2: What's up, Dairy Sports? This is Mark from Wisconsin. I left a call during the all-call show a couple weeks ago asking what your guys' ideas were for the potential punishment you guys would do for your NFL pick'em this year. Uh, You said it was a good idea to come up with something early, then you just kind of moved on without actually talking about it. So I figured I would repose the question for the upcoming NFL pick in between you two, what do you think the punishment should be? Just some crazy ideas that I had seen. I cannot believe this was an actual thing. But if Ruther were to lose, I might suggest that he has to visit the Creation Museum in Boone County, Kentucky, which apparently is right outside Cincinnati. And it's an actual museum about creationism, so Ruther can, you know, instead of going to King's Island one day, maybe he can take some of his nieces and nephews to go see exhibits of humans riding dinosaurs. Very, very historical. Um, For Prano, I don't have as good of a suggestion for him. What's something that he would probably find a complete waste of time? How about paying for tickets to go to a WWE show? I'm sure he would probably hate that, so... Just wanted to call again and uh, kickstart the discussion again. Maybe you guys can come up with a punishment that you could do this year. Stay dirty, boys.
0: Let, let me let me talk about this museum for a second. This is wild, and I've actually this wouldn't be a punishment. I've been wanting to go to this just to see the craziness. According to the Creation Museum, this is a big thing. Like all the wild people who believe this stuff, it's. I don't know. It's probably 30, 35 minutes from here in, in Kentucky. They believe that humans started 6,000 years ago and uh, we roamed the earth with dinosaurs.
1: 6,000 years ago. Yeah. Okay.
0: So none, none of it lines up factually, of course. Right. They have a giant, a giant Noah's Ark. Um,
1: my question is, if you go to visit, will you do a crossover uh, pod with Tripoli while you're there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you doing here? Let's go. You owe me a bag of bets. Shove this
1: dinosaur bone up your ass.
0: I mean, I've heard, dude, and th-
1: eat it.
0: I've heard it's pretty wild. Like,
1: are fans going to listen to this? No, they got to buy <laughs> cryptocurrency on Rockman if they want to hear it.
0: <laughs> I've had a lot of discussions with my neighbor about it. Now, she, she's fascinated, but she was like, she's like, I don't want to give them any money, but like, I'm fascinated to see it. Like, she's one of those, which I can respect that. She's like, I don't want to give these crazies money because... It only helps fund these anti-science things. And I see that point, but I'm also like, whatever, like, like, this is
1: clearly not the punishment since you want to go there. Oh, I'm, I am fascinated
0: to see the creation museum. And apparently uh, I've been told if you look at, this is no surprise. If you look at the license plates in the, this is a massive facility. If you look at the license plates in the parking lot, it's basically a lot of people from the South are coming up to see this. Like it's all Southern license plates that come up to Boone County. Boone County, by the way, also home of former NFL MVP, Sean Alexander. Wow. Went to Boone County High School. But he ex- he escaped uh he escaped the throngs of the creation museum uh yeah that wouldn't be a punishment for me i still owe i still owe i mean what am i gonna do this i still owe the last season
1: i know and you owe sam some backs of bets apparently.
0: whatever about that I, I i have to go i gotta go into storage i think the l chain's in storage in my u-haul storage i gotta piece it together Maybe maybe start making Kings Island appearances. I haven't gone since there was another fight. It made the news again. There was another massive b- f- fight at Kings Island.
1: Were like, the were the participants in basketball jerseys without t-shirts on underneath? I mean, I mean, it's a great question. Kings Island is basically that would be the one place where you could go. That's the that's the place to take your jersey with no t-shirt.
0: Because outside park.
1: we're gonna get wet.
0: Yeah, all that true. shit. Headline. Um,
1: local- well, we you know Andy, we need to go back to this guy's question because he called and then we didn't do it apparently the last time and then we did didn't do it this time. before we get away from it what you know we should have some ideas what are our ideas for this upcoming season now granted it re- will require you paying off your last season before sure was that from two seasons ago or that was last season no that was two seasons ago because we didn't do one last season. we didn't do one last season so you're a real yeah you, you got a real debt to pay yeah i do but this year where are we at
0: i'm trying to think something you know i i I like where his head is at he's thinking location something close to me um i'm trying to think something along those lines like what would be a
1: I think you should have to, I think if you lose this year, you should have to purchase and attend season tickets to the Bengals in 2022.
0: (laughs) Fuck that dude. (laughs) Also season tickets aren't cheap, man. That's, that's an expensive bet. I saw a guy the other day driving by in a big pickup truck. His license plate said burrow and his truck was so decked out in Bengals gear. And it's, it's just sad, man. It, It really is. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's pathetic. I honestly, I, I I, judge I judge people on that. Like if you really think they're going to turn. If, if somebody's like, hey, man, they're," I just root for them. They're the local team. I know they suck. I have no problem with that. But the people who think they're going to turn it around. It's delusional. I don't like, I don't dislike. I'm sorry, what you're, where you're going at with something with the Bengals. Because I, that's something I would not enjoy. Um, I'm just trying to think of some other local things that I could do that I wouldn't want to do
1: guys our hotline is open we're all I think all of our best ones came from somebody else's suggestion
0: I agree like the insane clown posse thing was great yeah that was a great suggestion by the way gathering of the juggalos will be uh, about two hours away from here in June or July am I considering going with a brother yeah I would be fascinated to see the gathering of the juggalos.
1: I'll let my brother know just in case he wants to go for for the trip.
0: I forget. Who's who's the juggalo?
1: Well, John, remember John wanted to go with you. Oh, that's right. He was like, I want to go. And I was like, what? And you're like, you're coming. He would get his ass kicked.
0: Because see, what I did was I was not talking shit. Obviously, I was in the full gear, blending in. I feel like your brother would make fun of them. And that's not a good equation. Right. Then I just become an accessory and I get my ass kicked because I'm part of the party. I don't know for you. I don't know what it would be.
1: Call in guys. 310-359-8365. I'll start jotting down ideas. Yeah. Let's jot down some ideas. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, that's the show. Follow us on IG and Twitter at the dirty sports. Again, leave an iTunes review and you get free koozies, but I want to reiterate, if you don't leave that or you don't email me, andyruther45 at gmail.com, I can't send you koozies. Or if you have left a review, check your DMs. There's there's a few of you I've DM'd, no response. I'd love to get you those koozies.
1: Guys, if you're still here for the plug section, and I always wonder how many people stick around for the plug section, 3 if you're still here, is that how many do we know? I, I, if you're know, still right. here, I do have some plugs. First of all, I want to talk about uh, a charity I just started walk, uh, working with, which is End Can, which is End Child Abuse and Neglect. Uh, a, f- a friend of mine, my high school baseball coach and uh, advisor and father to two of my good high school friends and still longtime friends is... Uh, heavily involved in this and has asked me to share it with, uh, our dirt balls and the dirty sports crowd. And there's going to be a couple walks. Um, and he suggested maybe getting some dirt balls out, you know, as groups for these walks. So if you are in one of the cities where these, uh, walks happen, I'm gonna run them down for you, Andy. We've got, uh, Colorado in September, September 19th at, uh, university of Colorado's medical campus, uh, September 25th in Dallas, Texas, October 3rd here in Los Angeles, and then October 10th out by you in Columbus, Ohio. Those are the walks. We're actually going to do, I think, some comedy shows to support this as well here in LA. Um, just check it out. Check out endcan.org and check out their walks and message me if you want to get involved because we're just trying to get as many people involved as possible. And I, you know, luckily, uh, am not somebody who dealt with child abuse or neglect. I had fantastic parents. And you know it does kind of break my heart to think of people who didn't. So trying to help out in any way I can. And uh, also, my other plug. Follow me on Instagram. It's all comedy clubs care about anymore. If you're already follow me on Instagram, make your girlfriend follow me, or your boyfriend, or your friend, or just follow me on a different account or something. Because it's all the friggin' matters anymore. Doesn't matter that I have an hour of killer material. I can't come to your town until. I have a bunch of Instagram followers. It's ridiculous. So just follow me on Instagram. At Joe Prano.
0: IG fam, that's where it's at. Okay, that is the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll be back soon. You guys have a great start to your week. And as always, stay dirty.